Welcome to Off the Bar with uh, Rob and Joey. This is Rob. And I'm Joey. Thank you again for tuning in this week. Um, we got some stuff that we were going to talk about and mostly bullshit, honestly. But a uh, <laughs> little bit of... Um, little bit of news and something i think that we could uh we could go on about is just um vegas signed nate schmidt to another long oh my goodness long-term contract (laughs) um so i don't know i think it's like kind of it's it's like a good deal like it's not the worst but just the accumulation of all these things is is adding up and it's uh you know who knows i don't know what do you think about it yeah, I mean, I feel like in the preview, or I don't know, maybe we were just bullshitting about it another time, but I feel like at one point we were talking about, oh yeah, maybe Vegas is just going to be fine, and it's not going to be a big deal that, you know, they're signing some guys, that they were really in good shape, a lot better, I thought that they were in a lot better shape cap-wise, but then I was looking at their available cap projected for next year, and it's only $7.3 million. And they got to re-sign William Carlson. And Belmar will probably get a contract. You know, mm. a couple guys. So it's not a lot, but it's like if William Carlson does score 30, I don't know that he's going to get 40. But if he scores 30, I mean, he's going to get probably all seven of that. Yeah, that's that's my big concern is that they pretty much only have enough for him unless he absolutely like just as awful this year but i would say in the very least he's matching that five five um 5.25 in the very least he's gonna get that again if he doesn't completely just go like beast mode like last year but and even with that that's only leaving them with two mil in cap space so i just I think that this could turn out like a couple of different, a couple of different ways. Um, cause he's either, dude, McPhee's either going to look like a genius for this or he's going to completely ruin everything on here. But yeah, he's putting his cards in, not in one basket, but I don't know. It's, it's weird the way he's doing what he's doing. Like obviously, like the Shea Theodore contract could turn out to be i mean all these contracts could turn out to be steals like the alex tuck contract the theodore and then you know nate schmidt could turn out to be a steal i don't know but i guess that they're really hope oh uh, they're probably hoping now that these kids like cody glass and uh well no they traded who did they trade the fucking suzuki yeah nick suzuki they traded him, so they're, I guess they're really hoping that, like, the young kids that they have, like, Cody Glass and, um, oh, what's his name? Their defenseman. Whoa, Eric whoa. Brandstrom. There Eric Brandstrom is, like, their <laughs> young defenseman that they have. So, I guess they're really hoping that these guys are going to take roster spots next year. They're, they're going to have to, because I don't see, I don't see them being able to sign Everybody. everyone. Yeah. yeah. I mean, unless they could keep, like... Hmm, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like they're not, I don't know. I feel like they're not trying hard enough, or maybe they just don't have as much leverage as we think they do on getting these guys to take lesser deals. But I feel like they probably could have talked Flurry into not taking 7 mil. And he's probably going to retire in Vegas. You know, he had not 
the best, but one of the best career or years of his career last year. He makes it to the cup final, and you couldn't talk him down to 7 mil at 33. Where else is he going to want to go? Right. I mean, like, I don't know. I feel like they definitely could have kept that, like, below 6 at least. Like, I think they probably could have kept him at that 5.7 that he had. Dude, if the Pens convinced him to do that with all those cups, I don't know how they couldn't. Yeah. I don't. That's the thing. It's like he seems like he likes it so much there. He wants to stay there. He wants to play there. Like, I don't know. I feel like seven mil was a lot for, well, it doesn't kick in until next year. So a 34-year-old Marc-Andre Fleury. Dude, I'm not trying to be a downer either because, like, patches can play. But he got a big-ass raise, too, for another four years. And, I mean, he's not old, but he's not. You know, this is from the year before he put up like 35. I know you don't want to trade for him and then lose him, but they couldn't have been like, dude, you're going to take five, and if you score 30 goals this year, then then we'll give you the big one for, for until you're, you know, well into your 30s. But, you know, if you're going to if you're if you're going to put up like 30 points this year, then, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think for one, myself who thought this, that this team doesn't seem to like gel as much as I thought it was going to. Like I felt You'd like think this that team the, was... that a lot would carry over. Yeah. yeah. Like I felt like this team was gonna, you know, pretty much be on the same path as last year. Everybody was gonna work well together. Pastoretti was gonna not and not that he can't still, you know, there's still plenty of time. Oh, I but... mean, yeah, they could definitely turn it around, but I feel you. I mean, there's no reason that they can't they shouldn't be able to just stick Max Pacioretty where James Neal was and be like, we've like upgraded to a younger, better James Neal. <laughs> and yeah. that, that should have worked out better. But And that's another thing. I mean, that was a big a big thing stealing uh, Statsny away. You know, that's another big... My, my problem with it is, is that I think a lot of these contracts are going to end up steals. I see like that there's like a... I... I don't know if I like his method, but I get it. Like, I get where dude is coming from with these long-term deals. But my thing is, is that I think that this team, and not that every team needs it if you can gel like that every year, but I think this team lacks, like, star power. I think, like, Jonathan Marcheseau is the only one that's, like, proven, like, he is that that friggin' dude. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, and at least has proved it on this team. Yeah, and he's, like, in his prime. But, I mean eventually that you're going to want like that dude who can carry it or you're going to get a prospect who is going to command something good because he's going to actually be good for you and all the money is going to be used up so i'm actually probably more disappointed with their free agent signings and their trades like the patrietti deal and and statsny than i am about you know some of these some of their guys that they're putting putting these long-term contracts to but yeah. I mean, seven years is a long time, dude. <laughs> yeah. It's a long time. Like, it's, uh, I don't know. How old's Nate Schmidt? Nate Schmidt is, I want to say, 28, 27. So, not old. Oh, man. They they retained $2 million of Derek Broussard's salary this year? Yeah, that was so that way the fucking pens could get him. That's what, like, their contribute to this. That and taking uh, Ryan Reeves. 
was what they contributed to that three-way trade. Yeah, but fuck them. Why does everyone do these favors for the Penguins? I don't like Vegas now, man. Why? Why'd yeah. you do that? Two that mil, that's a lot complaint. to retain, dude. Yeah. That was like my biggest complaint when that... It's not that Pittsburgh got Broussard. It's like, why'd you do them a favor? <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I mean, I didn't do anything with it anyway, but, I mean, I don't know. You gave them a Crosby, Malkin, and Broussard down the middle for however many years Broussard still has on his contract. Maybe only one, but... Dude, they're retaining half a mil of Tatar for three years, too. Yeah. And he's not doing bad in Montreal. No, he's not. I really feel like they, they paid a lot and they didn't really give him a fair shot. Although, yeah. Pacioretty still should be an upgrade, so, you know, it, it may all work out for the best, but I always liked Thomas Tatar. I mean, you were scratching him during the playoffs. I didn't get it. I really didn't. Yeah, I feel the thing that looks the worst for Vegas is that guys that they either let go or traded look better on their new teams than the guys that they acquired. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, if, he, if he's trying to keep the gang together and that's why they're getting all these long-term contracts, then he should have just paid, like, Perron and, like, Neil and just been like, let's just do the same shit we did last year. And if we, and if it goes wrong, cool, we get a good pick. Like, <laughs> Yeah. But, yeah, and I don't even really know why they didn't bring back Perron. Did he get paid like that in St. Louis? don't think so. Maybe he didn't want to come back? I don't know. I, think t- I thought he took a little less. I know James Neal got paid, but... Yeah, he took four mil. Perron did? Yeah. Well... But he's yeah. already got nine points in eight games. You know, and you know that... Or, I mean, you don't know. I mean, he could have fell back to, you know, his old totals with Vegas, but... This year, but, I mean, put up 66 points last year for Vegas... So. Yeah, and like even if he doesn't have the points, like dude scores twenty goals every year, like that's a given. Yeah, he could put up thirty. I don't know. It, like there was something magic about that team, and sometimes that always that that doesn't always carry over. But I mean, I don't want to bring up my team, but we didn't really do much, and it still looks like there's some magic. I don't know if we're gonna do. How we're going to do, we've been losing a couple of games now, but like you could see the chemistry is still there. There's still something special about what you're watching. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I think it would have been a much better experiment, even though I praised, and I still do. I mean, I still think that Vegas can do well, but I think the ex- a better experiment for this year would have been to keep that team fully together as much as you could. Like if you had to let Neil walk because he wanted too much money, Maybe he didn't want to be here, whatever. That's fine. But, like, I would have kept the Perons around. I probably wouldn't have went and got Stastny. I would have tried to, you know. It seems like, and I'm not saying that their young kids are ready, but it seems like they're just chasing the talent. Well, talent in air quotes, regardless of if players are talented or not. Or <laughs> do anything for your team. It seems like they're chasing the free agents and stuff like that to try to contend right now when I feel like they didn't necessarily have to do that. Yeah. They could have probably kept their team together and done just as well without trying to chase like a a Pacioretty in a trade or Stasny in free agency. 
Dude, and really, I think the big one, and maybe it's maybe we're wrong because maybe it's it's hard to see because he hasn't played yet. Really, maybe Statsny comes in and he puts up like you know fucking great. Yeah, Paul Statsny's a good player, but I just yeah. mean it was kind of a lot, especially when he wasn't a part of that team last year. And that's what I mean. If you kept Perron and you know James Neal walked, and then you do the Pacioretty trade, and you're not you know, 6.5 and 7 in the hole for those two guys, then it, yeah. like, works. Or, like, you just pay James Neal for, like, a shorter term than what Pacioretty got, and, you know, then you, you clear it up, you know, next year. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, but he could look brilliant from the, the Theodore, the um, Absolutely. Schmidt, and... I just Alex wonder Huff, if yeah. he, I wonder if he's going to look brilliant because it's going to work good, but they're still not going to be able to get over the hump. We have to see how these guys, you know, play. But like, say Alex Tuck becomes a sixty-point guy, steal, like right, you know, um, yeah. And and their defensemen could look good, but then are they going to have enough to like get them, get them over? And the last thing, and then we could always talk about other stuff too on this hockey podcast, <laughs> unless you got more to say about it. I do think it's kind of a slap in the face to give all these guys long-term deals and then you make you go to arbitration with William Carlson. If I was him, I'd probably be like, "Fuck you guys." Like <laughs> I'm going to yeah. put up I'm going to put up 40 goals and I'm going to bounce. Like what's <laughs> We'll see. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the only thing I'll add is that I think I said something about it in the preview when we talked about Vegas that I felt like when I was watching them in the playoffs that they definitely lack the star talent on like defense. Like, what the fuck's his name? I'm I'm so bad with fucking names when I do this podcast. Theodore. Yeah, Theodore and Schmidt were their best defensemen in that run. But at the same time, you could tell that they were a step behind. Like, not necessarily Washington's defense, but they couldn't keep up with Washington's offense as well as you might have wanted them to. Yeah, so they definitely despite needed, like, Flory playing the best hockey he's ever played. Yeah, so it's like they definitely lack that. It's like they have a solid defense probably all around, and I don't dislike anybody on their defense. Well, I'm not the biggest Nick Holden fan. I don't know why. <laughs> I mean, good for John but, Merrill. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, it's like, I pop, not that there was anybody available except unless they actually went and got out or went out and got Eric Carlson. I probably would have chased the defenseman instead of a Pastoretti or a Stasny. Yeah. I mean, they have a good top four, though. I know what you're saying, though. I think that they, they really think Shea Theater is going to become like that guy, though. And I, I don't know if he's Oh, and I think he that, can. Yeah. I mean, he's got a high ceiling. Yeah, for sure. But I take, well, obviously, I take Eric, Eric Carlson all day. But Stassi's already 32 years old. Yeah. So he's probably getting in. I'm not going to say he's necessarily declining yet, but he's going to get into that range before the end of this contract, probably. Yeah. So. They should have just kept it. I mean, that there was something cool about that team last year. And even if they didn't do as good as last year, it would have been cool. They would have had their their thing going, you know. I don't know. Yeah, dude, they gotta pay Subban next year too. Malcolm Subban. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So that's the Vegas situation. <laughs> but 
But good for those guys getting paid. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. I wish someone would pay me 5.95 to play hockey. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, they are getting themselves into, like, a scary situation a little bit. I honest, I thought they were in a lot better shape yeah. than they were. Yeah, that's seven in, in space at this point in time is scary. Yeah. And they're they're doing these deals kind of early, man. It's not GM mode. It's like October. Right. You have till July to like. Yeah, and I respect it because I like when teams go out and just get their guys done. Oh, me and, too. I know, hate like when they that wait. way no one can complain. You know when their best player leaves, it's like well you had time. Oh well, don't get me wrong. When we're talking about superstars, I got you. Like, I understand. Even your normal guys, like, I get what you're saying, but it still is early in the year, and it still is only, like, Alex Tuck. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm just talking shit. Yeah. No, but I feel you. There's no reason Nylander should be sitting still, so. Yeah, yo. <laughs> I think that Carolina should just pull the trigger because I don't think that Toronto needs Nylander anymore. Dude, I think that they're start. I think that they like Justin Falk again, though. <laughs> yeah, I think but that's they the problem. <laughs> yeah, but they need someone like they get forty shots a game, but no one's putting the fucking puck in the net. They need someone who can finish. Oh, I'm about it. I mean, they still have the plethora of defense. I don't care if they like Justin Falk or not, dude. I'm just saying. All of a sudden, he looks. He's playing on the power play. Uh, not all of a sudden. I mean, he always has, but he's you know he, he's noticeable again. Where I feel like they were trying to like dog Justin Falk, like the beginning of the season and like the end of last season like he looked like he was primed and ready to be let go and now he's ripping his shots like he does he's doing some some good things so i mean they got hamilton they've got prospects to take his fucking place so i guess nylander would do good but i'm just saying now all of a sudden watch they'll they won't pull the trigger on fault because he's like doing good and they like play him more again yeah i mean it just it's just one of those trades that would make sense like Carolina has an not abundance, but they have extra good defensemen that are worth something to a team like Toronto who needs defensemen who can't sign their free agent forward that they don't maybe don't even need anymore because Kapanen's been killing it. Yeah. I mean, I'd still take Nylander over Kapanen, but if Kapanen can do the job and it's going to take less money, then... And you got to think of your future. Like... Yeah. I mean, and you can actually get a good defenseman back, which you should have just done in the off season anyway. Yeah, because the problem with if you say you'd rather like Nylander than Kapanen, obviously, but then say okay, so now Kapanen makes Nylander a little bit. They make each other a little bit more expendable. If they trade Kapanen, they're gonna have to give them more for for Justin Falk. Where Nylander, yeah. Nylander. Is they can get the Carolina is getting yeah exactly they're getting more than Justin Falk whereas right. the other way around then now you're giving up more shit for for Justin Falk if you do Kapanen that's how I think it would work yeah no I think Carolina or I don't know, I think they should both do it because there's no re I don't know it seems like every day they keep saying and I don't doubt that like they're definitely getting closer to a contract but at the same time. You definitely make that team more sustainable by getting rid of Nylander now. Yeah. And copping a defenseman that you need 
That way, if you are finally done with Jake Gardner turning the puck over like 18,000 times in Game 7 yeah. or whatever, then you can still put up a respectable... Well, and it heavily depends on Ron Hainsey because he's playing like top four minutes and penalty kill and stuff like that, but he's 37. Yeah. So, but I mean, but Gardner's on the last year of his contract. You get a guy like Justin Falk, you know, it definitely makes that top four better. Dude, they'll actually have a second power play unit too. <laughs> yeah. Not that they and, don't. Like, they still got the talent and stuff, but it's like, it's like Morgan Riley's show right there. You know what I mean? Those yeah. those guys don't even send out a second unit. They just let let everyone rock, rock and roll. And dude, they should do it. Carolina should do it too. Like Hayden Fleury and Jake Bean are both in the minors right now. Yeah. No. Yeah, I mean? they have like, defensemen to replace any of them. They absolutely do. Yeah. Although I hear that it's not necessarily Justin Falk that Toronto. I don't know because I don't know if it's real or if it's just rumors or whatever. But apparently, the name I see more than Justin Falk is like Brett Pesci. Mm. Is like the one that Toronto might want. Which I guess kind of makes sense because I guess Falk is more of the offensive defenseman and Pesci is probably more better of a two way. Yeah. And, you know, they don't necessarily need the greatest offensive defenseman. If they can get more defense, then that helps Toronto out more. That's true, and that's interesting. I just feel like Pesci's young and he's cheaper, so Carolina's gonna be like, no, you know. What I, mean? I don't know if he's cheaper. I think he got paid already. He did, but it's still a little. It's still like half a mil more, le- like less than what Justin Falk makes. Yeah, and they've locked him up. They've locked Pesci up until twenty twenty five. So he's got one. He's got six years left on this deal. Yeah, that would be Justin great Falk for Toronto, I, actually, because then they could just forget that that ever happened and not have to think about it again for a really long time. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just want something ha- to happen with Nylander. I think that he's kind of out of leverage, really, unless like Toronto like self-implodes Yeah, and really falls off the map because Kapanen's definitely doing a damn good job of replacing him right now. And I, I don't know. I don't really. I feel like it should already be done. It definitely should already be done. He should be playing hockey somewhere. And I guess like you have to be scared on the the if you're Toronto on that side because you kind of have to win now. Like you have to win that battle between Nylander and Dubis. Dubis kind of has to win. So either he has to sign him for like a steal or he has to get like a mint back for him. Yeah. Because yeah, he's really he's gonna look like a bitch. <laughs> yeah, because he's really gambling with you know oh this team is gonna be successful without Nylander and then you know someone gets hurt you know Matthews has missed games every year so what happens with Matt is the team's still the same when Matthews is gone. Yeah, but would the team be better if Matthews was gone and Nylander was there? Probably. Yeah, fair enough. So if the Leafs start shitting the bed because of injuries and Nylander's still not signed, or if we get to that date that he's going to be ineligible for the rest of the season and something happens later, then you know he's going to look like an asshole. Yeah. He's going to... Dude, he already looks like an asshole. This should have been done. 
and make the trade happen it's your new team don't be afraid to be a bitch it's not like he didn't assemble that team i feel like new gms always want to get rid of people anyway you think that him like trying to lay down the law after lou he'd be like fine fuck you nylander like <laughs> yeah i'll make my own squad this isn't even my team that i put together what's he done just signed Tavares, and that's it yeah i think so and that's it yeah and tyler ennis <laughs> good job <laughs> tyler ennis scored the other night man yeah an accident i'm but. surprised that tyler ennis had to go for league minimum i don't know if that's because he just wanted to play in toronto because he saw that they were probably going to be good and maybe he could you know ride the coattails a little bit but I feel like Tyler Ennis probably could have got more than league minimum. I'm not saying he should have got a lot. I'm not a big Tyler Ennis fan. <laughs> no, neither am I. And I don't think he's that good. But at the same time, he's probably worth more than 650000 Yeah. Um. Well. I mean, he managed to stay in Minnesota's lineup I last mean, year until they bought him out. But he, they bought him out, but he still played. Okay. I mean... Um, I'm just saying that I think that they got a good deal for a player like Tyler Ennis. Like, cause I feel like, especially on the Leafs, like it might be one of those things like Tyler Ennis might only work on a team that's kind of like an offensive powerhouse, yeah. like a Toronto or like a Tampa Bay or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, I still feel like 650000 is a, a good deal. No, it is a good deal for them. And I see what you're saying. I'm just saying, I think you're right. On a, So an offensive powerhouse doesn't need to pay him, so they won't. And a team that isn't an offensive powerhouse, you're just looking at, you know, like other people. He's just that type. He's that type of player who would go for other dudes who went at like league minimum, like Bo Bennett and like random people like that because he's yeah. not on that team. So it's just like, right? He he's just like, a filler on a shitty team for them to tank. You know what I mean? And then it's just like, we're not going to give you a raise. <laughs> I mean, I don't yeah. know. But I mean, I guess I see what you're saying. I mean, there's, well, and there's he's probably not that worried about it because he's still getting his money from. You know what I'm wondering too? Why did the Wild even buy out Tyler? I don't know. They. Oh, no, I guess they're pretty close to the cap. Never mind. I didn't think they were as close as they were. But, yeah, they got to pay him another two years. Dude, I mean, Tyler Ennis, for a dude who, you know, always was supposed to be better than he was, he didn't make out bad. He he made money. Yeah. He's making money. Yeah, an, an extra six six fifty on top of the 2.1 that he's making this year just from the wild i mean who well no he's shit? getting his money that's just how much it costs the wild on the on the book oh yeah so they have to pay the whole thing for him yeah they're still paying him his money he's still getting his whole contract what was his that's, contract though i don't remember what it I was i think he was making like four something i don't know i remember no shit hmm well I guess I don't know how buyouts work, clearly, but I'm not sure if that's true, though, dude. Well, I guess, no, it, it probably is. No, it is. I don't know why people buy people out then, unless you're in cap trouble. Well, because the thing is, is that the team makes significantly more money than the cap. 
So it's nothing to pay that guy eight million or whatever. Well, eight million is a stretch, but it's nothing to throw four million dollars from the team money to Tyler Ennis, but it makes a significant difference in the cap because it's only eighty million or however fuck that much it is. No, I get that. I understand why you buy people out. Like the Wild are close to the cap. They needed to do that. They might have even been over, honestly. But like two years ago, we bought out Mike Camilleri, which I thought was stupid then because, yeah, we were overpaying him like five mil. But then he had to go on the books for an extra two years against the cap. And we were nowhere near the cap, like nowhere even close. Yeah. So it's just like nowhere even close. So like, uh, did we just do it to him as a favor so then he could he could then go make like league minimum in like Edmonton or wherever the fuck he went? The Kings, both. I don't know. Yeah, both. <laughs> I mean, I think sometimes that is the thing, but at the same time, I feel like, and I don't know if because I just remember if we were gonna lose that compliance buyout from the last lockout or whatever. But we like wait. Well, we obviously didn't waste the one that we used on Brizgalov because we needed to get rid of that contract. Because that was a bad one. So that bailed us out there. But then we bought Danny Briere out. And he only had like one or two years left on his contract. And I was like, yeah, I was perfectly fine with like holding on to Danny Briere and letting him like shit the bed on the third line or whatever. Because he wasn't that good when we needed to buy him out. Just yeah. to have that compliance buyout still. But that's like I said, I don't know if we were going to like lose that at some point. Like if they were going to go away. Yeah, because I feel like that like is the only reason why it makes sense. Because I feel like we weren't in that bad at cap trouble. We could have kept Danny Briere and probably not signed some piece of shit that we probably signed with the money that we saved. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm not remembering the whole situation correctly, and that's probably true. But I feel like we did waste that compliance buyout, and it would be nice to have right now. I'm so confused too. Oh, is that why it's like that? What? I'm looking at these. I didn't realize about this compliance buyouts. Um, Some people that's aren't on some... a team's books, but they're listed at $0. Yeah, that's why. Because it doesn't uh, count. It's yeah. like a free buyout. Like no you shit. still pay them. Like we're still paying for Zgalov. Yeah, we yeah. Do, it doesn't cost anything against the cap. Did everyone get those? Everybody got two. When was that? 2012-13, the year of the lockout. They came after... They came in the new CBA that year. Why the fuck didn't we do that with Kovalchuk? Oh, I guess because he retired. It's not a buyout. Yeah, because there wasn't really a contract to buy out at that point. Damn! Well, he's a So he, like, super fucked you. If he would have waited one more year, you would have been able to just buy him out and let him go. Yeah, dude. So another, so we would have still been paying Mike Camilleri like five million dollars this year, and then I think it would have been over. But now we're paying him like one point six until twenty twenty one, or that's what it goes against the cap. And we have like twelve million dollars in cap space right now. But in three years from now, we're gonna have had to resign Heisher Hall. Like, I don't know. I don't know why they didn't just eat that and let him play on like the fourth line or. You know, I don't know why you guys bought out the Vontae Smith Pelly. Yeah, I don't understand. That did that only either. have one year left when you guys bought him out, and then you just extended it for two, for I guess to sign Drew Stafford. So that seems <laughs> like the only logical like explanation. It's like, 
gotta get Stafford. Do At least, have... like, Smith Pelly can, like, move. Oh, yeah, he's a quick little bugger. Yeah. He's tough, too. He's not a bad guy. He just won a cup, actually. Piece yeah. of shit. So, I mean, good for him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's what I mean. We we haven't been close to the cap, I don't know, ever. Like, I don't know why we have these buyouts. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm missing something, clearly. Yeah, I don't know. Just looking at us pay, or that you have a hit for 250 every year because of Kovalchuk makes me so angry. Yeah. That's another thing, dude. I was real wrong about the Kings. And I don't think that this is like some early season rust. I think I was real wrong. I think that I've been every year saying how much I hate the Kings and this year was a year of their downfall. And I finally am like, you know what? It'll probably work out one more year and then they'll suck forever. <laughs> and no, that I, I, I should say that about every team. And Ooh, then they would suck. I didn't realize how bad they were doing. Oh, no, they're bad. They're Jesus like the worst. Christ. They're like the second... And I mean, this is just from what I've seen and the what I've watched and what I know about like stats and numbers and shit. Like, not that I'm a statistician, just what I've looked at with them and what I've seen. But like, in my opinion, they're like second worst team in the league right now. Easy. Yeah. Only being beaten Behind, by Detroit. By Detroit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Damn, I didn't realize it was that bad. Oh, yeah, dude. It's bad. And I don't want to check the scores because, you know, I watch my games afterwards, but. I bet you money right now they're losing to Minnesota. Am I right? Check that score, Joey. Uh, I will check that score. Because <laughs> they can't score. So I was like placing bets today, and I was like, maybe the Kings have to win eventually. I was like, against Dubnik? Nope. They are losing one to nothing against the King, or against the Wild right now. There we go. I told so. what, what period is it? End of the first. So. Oh, yeah. It's just begun. <laughs> Yeah, they're bad, and I kind of am enjoying it, but of course I like put them above the Sharks in my rankings because <laughs> I'm an idiot. Yeah, I don't think I did that. I thought that my luck, too, that Kovalchuk... Although I think I put him again up before Anaheim. Cause yeah. I, I think I was real wrong about Anaheim. I think I put Anaheim in like fourth. Yeah, but Anaheim, to be fair, isn't playing that well, though. Well, yeah, not now. But they're still they started better off than the good. Kings. Yeah, no, but I, I feel like what happens is every week somebody starts doing real bad and somebody starts doing real good. And I'm like, oh, maybe I was wrong about the Ducks. And it's like, I probably wasn't that wrong. I think I'm a little wrong about the Ducks. I think they're better than what I thought and they're not as screwed. But, dude, having that league low shots and and having the results you do be mostly because of Gibson can like kind of, you know, it looks like it's, I think some of it's fake. Like, I don't know if they're... I was completely wrong, but I'm don't know. I don't like see any hope for the Kings. They look bad, dude. They're like hard to watch. <laughs> yeah, they're they're real bad. I didn't. Yeah, I haven't liked what the Kings are doing. I think that they're another team in denial, like the Rangers were. That they're just trying to keep this team. That's one of them a champion. Well, the Rangers didn't win a championship, but they're trying to keep their team <laughs> yeah. that um, won them a championship together and afloat. So that's why you go get a guy like Kovalchuk when they really probably had no business in getting Kovalchuk. Yeah, no. They probably should have let someone else pay him, like the Rangers, who didn't need him either. It seemed like every team that didn't need Kovalchuk was the ones who were in on Kovalchuk. Kovalchuk's also a, like a 
douche though. He he did, he wanted to so play for like a big matter. market team. He doesn't team. have to come back. No, I know. No, you're absolutely right. And I'll give you that one. But you're that's what I thought was so funny when he's like I want to play in New York for the Rangers. Like first of all, they're they're the worst of the two New York teams right now. First of all, like you can go still like the Islanders playing the Barclays Center, idiot. Like you could still live in the city. <laughs> like don't yeah. be stupid. And then second of all, like if I was the Rangers, I would have just been like, well, dude, you're like barking up the wrong tree. We just paid Shattenkirk, and he's gonna play the rest of his shitty career on this shitty team. So <laughs> what's the point? Like we're we're tanking. Like. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not yeah. paying Kovalchuk to come back on my team. And he hasn't done bad. I think that's why I ranked them so high because I'm a Devils fan. I was like, this is my luck is I'll like, I'll wish that he's awful and then he'll be like really good and put up like a point per game. But <laughs> yeah, it doesn't look like that's going to happen. No, he's just, he's still good, but he's slow. That's the thing. It's that they have a lot of good players, but like they're so slow, dude. Like they yeah. have the best of the slow players. They're they they are kind of like Anaheim too, though. They like I don't know. Yeah, all their well, besides Kopitar, who's not the fastest guy, whatever. But like all their good players are slow now. All their good players are old now. Yeah, their goalie can't stay healthy. Man, poor Quick. I like Jonathan Quick too. I love he Jonathan sucks, Quick, man. man. He just can't stay healthy. He's always hurt. Yeah. And that's the thing, dude. I've been waiting for that. That when he gets hurt, they always have a good backup to come in. I've been waiting for someone to get exposed when Quick's hurt. Yeah. Not that this is Campbell's fault in any way, shape, or form. but Yeah, I kind of feel bad because that kid was supposed to be really good when who took him? Dallas took him. Yeah. And that was supposed to be like their next goalie. So everybody was like, oh, cool. We only have to ride Carrie Letton in for a couple years. And then he just never turned out. Kind of like um, Zach Fucali in Montreal or whatever. They were like, oh, we're going to have Carey Price and a good drafted goalie or whatever. And then it just never worked. Yeah, what happened? And then he... I don't know. It never worked. Charlie Lindgren took his job and then he was never heard from again either. (laughs) Yeah. What about um homie who's supposed to back up Bob too? Weren't they supposed to have a really good one? Who Corpusala? Yeah, he's all right. I don't know. Oh no, man! To the <laughs> point where he's going to take over Bob's job seamlessly if he bounces. I'm just saying, according to NHL 16, he was supposed to be better than Bob. <laughs> I think that <laughs> he, he had was... that gold star potential. <laughs> I think that he was definitely really highly touted at one point, but I don't know if that's the the case yeah. i think he's he's gonna be okay he might be a good stop gap i don't know if he's gonna dude i feel like take the job over yeah i like worry about highly touted goalies i feel like the often i can name yeah, a bunch so like corpus like you said campbell fucali there's um who's another one pickard pickard yeah. suban although suban can Subin. still play He's just yeah. not taking Flurry's job. Has highly like overcome like the doubters for him because when he was in Boston, they were like, "Oh, this." I mean, when he first got drafted, everybody was like, "Oh, this is great." A couple years go by, and they're like, "Oh, this kid's never gonna make it." He comes out 
his first game shuts out Boston, which was fucking cool. That's pretty dope. Like, he wins regardless what happens for the rest of his career. That's pretty cool. <laughs> that is pretty cool. <laughs> um, but, I mean, no one thought, like, when they... Well, I mean, I thought they should take him just for, like, the chance that he might be a good goalie. But no one thought that he was going to ever be, like, serviceable NHL guy or whatever. Yeah. After he left Boston. I mean, no one thought Vegas was going to make it to the cup final either. But Yeah. I just feel like a lot of goalies that turn out aren't the dudes. You know what I mean? I feel like most goalies come from out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, hang on. I want to do I mean, some Bob research. Bob was fucking before. undrafted. Who? Bob. Yeah. We Yeah, we signed Bob undrafted. And then we traded him. And then he became who he is. <laughs> That's the thing is I don't think many people realize that Bob was like fucking trash in Philly when we had him. Which probably was not his fault. <laughs> the defense was still trash back then, too. So. Yeah, he was still young. He was still trying to get the hang yeah. of it, man. But, dude, another one. Anti Ranta, undrafted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. I got another one who I know. I didn't know who Cam Talbot was until he got that one year that he had for the Rangers and then he got traded to Edmonton. Dude, we lived our whole careers not having a backup goaltender, and all of a sudden we needed one, and Keith. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Never heard of Keith. He's like a fourth or fifth round pick. Like, I don't know. We just always had other goalies in like the system. That's why, and no disrespect to Carter Hart, because I love him, and I really hope that he's good, but I almost have more faith in Felix Sandstrom just because no one's talking about Felix Sandstrom for the Flyers. Yeah. Everybody talks about Carter Hart. And I think he's going to be fine. I hope. Not going one. Please just give me a goalie. <laughs> um, but I just feel like that's going to happen. Dude, you it's have like, like four goalie prospects that one of them has to fucking do something. I, I was just thinking that, that. I didn't want to like bring up Carter Hart because I we're saying how this always happens. And I'm like yeah. not trying to put that in your head. I was actually I mean, it's, trying it's my hardest my not to talk about it for you. Every time... I see Carter Hart starting for the Phantoms. I'm just like, fuck. Like, I know it's going to be okay. And I want it to be okay. It just scares the shit out of me. I'm like, fuck everybody. And I just, it's not even that it scares me because I want him to be good. It's because every single person is counting on this kid to be good. <laughs> yeah. And that's, it scares me for him. And I hope that he's good. Yeah. Oh, yo. Real quick. Speaking of Bob. A am I losing my mind for thinking that Torts is an asshole for trying to blame this on Bob and not his shitty team? Is he trying to blame it on Bob? He was like, yeah, Bob Bobrovsky's just not playing like Bobrovsky. And it's like, it hasn't been oh, great, off. but you're not, yeah, you're not fucking helping the guy. Jeez, man. You guys suck. <laughs> Hold the phone. I just... Dude, I'm not an Most asshole, right? Time, you watched a Columbus no, game. Fuck, like, fuck that. It's not Bob. Most of the time, you can look at, like, the goalie's numbers. And they're not good. Like, he's definitely below average or whatever. But he's had 23 goals against in six games. 23? And that's not, like, some part of the team's fault? Yeah. No. Oh, now I need to... For real. <laughs> Now I need to look up how many fucking goals the Blue Jackets have scored this year. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that next. Dude, I'm telling you, it's not... 
And again, maybe they don't suck. They're not great. But, like, dude, they're missing their star defenseman. He just came back. The rest yeah. of their defense hasn't been playing great. I mean, they, they scored 24. They play these high-scoring friggin' games, though, too. They haven't shut it down yeah. once for uh, to help Bob out. Yeah, I mean, there's a difference. Like, Bobrovsky's not... Borovsky's not like Corpusalo. Like if Corpusalo was in there getting like shelled, I'd be like, all right, well maybe it's kind of the goalie a little bit. I wouldn't even fully blame him. I really never tend to fully blame the goalie because normally it's not his fault. Yeah, it just normally isn't. Like normally someone's fucking up, or there's players that shouldn't be on the ice or in the, on the ice in the wrong situation, or are fucking up in some other way that is you know proceeding to you know not let the goalie make saves or hanging him out to dry or whatever i know i'm a flyers fan it happens just about every night that's why i haven't been really paying attention that's probably why we're losing to boston two to nothing so (laughs) oh man yo hear me out though hear me out shit where can i go for like correct like team stats i hate this it's so hard to find team stats yeah give me Uh, what the blue jackets um i got you special teams numbers are Oh. Penalty kill, 72%. Power play, 12%. Trash. Trash. Trash, dude. Come on. How many of those goals of 23 goals Bob's given up have been on the power play then? Seven. Okay, so, yeah. That's not good. What do you mean? In six games, they've allowed seven power play goals? Yeah, no, it's not good. Yeah, okay. No, no, I'm just saying. No, I'm just saying. You know, Bob's going to be counted on to, to stop some some goals in the power play. But, like, dude, you ha- you can't have a shite penalty kill, too. That's not his fault that you, you guys, you're, you're playing five on four. <laughs> yeah. What's he supposed to do? <laughs> I don't know, man. I just yeah, thought I that like- he, that's a lot of nerve. If Bob has these numbers, half the season goes by, absolutely. Then, yeah, Bob's not playing like Bob. But, dude. You're six games in and you're blaming your goaltender and not your boys? Yeah, I feel anytime a coach or anybody blames the goaltender, I feel like it's just a cop-out for something else that's wrong with the team. Yo, not to mention, yeah, it really is. And not to mention that Bob is going to bounce this year. And if you're trying to, like, win him over to stay, I wouldn't be, like, making comments about how it's his oh, fault because yeah, he's going to bounce. Tor- like, <laughs> Yeah, but it's torts, so he doesn't really care. <laughs> I know, but he's not going to have a goaltender next year, and then he will care. Then he'll be like, oh, it's Corpusello's fault. It's like, really? That kid's a backup. Like, this is your fault. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Torts bothers me, man. People like him, but he really does think he's like, uh, he's like fucking, like, I don't know. He's. I just think that he's funny. (laughs) He's funny. He's an asshole, though, dude. I don't think that he's that great of a coach. Yeah, him and his dog. I feel like if you have, like, a successful team, he can be. Especially, like, if you want to, like, get your guys going or whatever. I feel like he definitely takes no bullshit for people who are trying to slack off. But I'd yeah, say I, know, no, I don't but think he's that good of a coach. I think that he thinks he's, like, Herb Brooks. And he's, like, not. <laughs> he's, like, not. <laughs> yeah. That's why I think I don't like him. Because I think that that's who he envisions himself as. But then I'm just like, dude, you're a goofball, dude. <laughs> you're a goofball. You talk way too much, my man. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. There's not enough personalities in hockey. It's probably, it's at least there's, 
I get why you think he's funny and why you like him because like most other coaches are just like yeah and then we you know we played the puck good tonight and well yeah <laughs> I just think that there's too many generic answers in hockey it's like just tell me something it just can't always be the goalie like if the power plays at 72 percent you can't be like oh well the goalie's not playing good enough <laughs> the team's not playing good enough what are you talking about yeah it's like the Flyers are last in the league in, pa- in penalty kill percentage. I'm not blaming Brian Elliott because for it. Yeah, the coach puts fucking Laterra out there. Yeah. <laughs> are you guys the really last it. in the league in penalty kill? Fuck yeah! Jesus Christ, how'd you guys beat us the other? <laughs> yeah, you guys fucking suck, dude. We didn't even talk on air about our experience in our luxury box. Had a good day at the game. Fucking yeah, awful game. <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty shitty. I, it wasn't the most enjoyable game. I mean, the Flyers won, um, basically on the back of Jake Voracek. It was a nice goal by Jake. Yeah, I do think it was funny. Both our second units, who haven't done anything at all all year, were the ones who scored the opening goals too. Yeah, I was really surprised. I was too. I I feel like our second unit doesn't even get out there a lot though, because our first. I feel like our first unit is lights out, and then our second one's kind of like, well, here's the last, like, 20 seconds that Taylor Hall didn't feel like being out there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, besides besides that goal that they scored against the Devils, the second unit probably just did the best thing that they've ever done this season, and that's draw a penalty, so. Oh, did they draw a penalty to five on three? Yeah, yeah but only for five seconds, so oh. they don't get out there for that long. So they get the first unit back out there now <laughs> for another yeah. two minutes. Yeah, <laughs> it's rough having two penalty, ki- two power play units, man. I don't know. I just don't understand why the second power play unit for the Flyers doesn't work. Who's your second unit? Provorov, Konechny, um Sanheim, Limblom, and Patrick. Just doesn't work. They just can't get it in and set up. Yeah, no. They... I feel like there's also. Besides you have two the defensemen defense. on it? Yeah. Hmm. Only because Sanheim deserves to kill or have power play time because he's actually good offensively. But if he wasn't, they didn't even know who else would be on it. I wonder um, if that's what we're rocking with our unit right now because Severson scored that one the other day, I think. And usually it's Vought on the second unit. I don't know. Maybe yeah. they were giving him a break. I don't know what we're doing for our second unit. It's such a shit show with all these injuries. <laughs> Dude, that was a nice little box. The Wells Fargo Center, though. I'll do that again. Yeah, it's not a bad box. For sure. <laughs> um, nice. I mean... I can talk. Fucking... I don't feel like anyone's fucking bothering me. Yeah. I'm not, like, elbow to elbow with some, like, knucklehead. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not Some cursing of and yelling fans in front of kids. Fucking losers, though. Oh yeah, I didn't even like them. Those are the type of fans cool I don't to, like. To walk into a box, I was like half Devils fans, half Flyers fans. It was, and some of them seemed cool, but like some of the other ones, like dude, like the fat guy, like who is like in the in the in the actual seat ahead. I kept yeah. hearing hearing him mutter stupid things about players, and I was just like, dude, stop mumbling, like. We're on your team. Why do you expect so much out of out of like like I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like you're not doing anything. <laughs> yeah, 
You talking shit on, like, D, who has, like, more goals than I thought he'd score in his NHL career in the past five days? <laughs> yeah. Brian Boyle's cancer is in remission, you piece of shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> stop mumbling things. Like, I don't care yeah. how bad you think our third line is. Like, we're not trading Zajac or <laughs> he's one of those people. <laughs> yeah. I was like, man, no one wants Zajac, and he actually does his job. So, like, please, shut up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't, to be fair, I didn't like the Flyers fans that were in front of us for, like, the third period. The one kid kept, like, screaming after we scored, like, empty net goals. I'm like, yo, homie, we, <laughs> this was a shitty fucking game. I would not, I wasn't that excited. I was excited that we won, obviously. Like, it was cool. But I was just oh. like, it wasn't that good. It was like a sweet little family that I feel like never went to a game before. And then they were just like, oh, are you supposed to get like real loud when you like score? And they saw the Devils fans getting rowdy when we scored. So then all of a sudden they were winning and they were like, yeah, because even the dad was and the mom were like yelling. Like yeah, the that. dad was like going to sleep at one point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was definitely their first game. And they were like, oh, cool. We're winning. They like woke up in the third. <laughs> yeah. He was yelling, too. I was like, don't you yell in my face, you prick. <laughs> we still have a better record. <laughs> Go away. Although, I don't know if that's still true. Don't tell me this story. <laughs> well, this was another productive week of Off the Bar, wasn't it? Yeah. I think we talked about a lot. I think that we hit everything. Holy shit, I didn't even realize it had been an hour already. Yeah. I mean, we talked about goalies, talked about Carolina, got Vegas's sitch going. And we got yeah. to even throw in our hometown faves again. Look at that. We snuck them in in, in time. Yeah, and I didn't really have to rant about how pissed off I am watching the Flyers. <laughs> yeah, it took your attention off of the game. <laughs> That's good. You'd just be upset right now if you weren't talking yeah, to all me. All I want to say about the Flyers is please take Laterra out. Or at least stop putting him on a penalty kill. It doesn't work. We're last. It doesn't work. Dude, you should pray to the hockey gods about it. You should be like, dude, send Lord Yuri Laterra to jail. Like, dude, we dude, could we could plant the coke on him. Yeah, right. We could plant the coke on him ourselves. <laughs> Can he just have like a hearing or something that has to like send him to Finland for like two weeks? <laughs> Imagine he just came out and pleaded guilty. <laughs> <laughs> he's like yeah dude i blow coke in finland on the weekends man sue me and they're like all right we will get off our team <laughs> nah oh, you guys God. you guys actually aren't doing that bit you're so flaky you Shut lost 10 games you don't know dude you lost 10 you games in a row last year and know. made the playoffs you spoiled bitch yeah but we're supposed to be good <laughs> Even you said this should be one of the better teams that we put on the ice, and yet Laterra still gets to play. <laughs> Vorobiev has to sit in the fucking press box for no reason because he's not a third line player, or he's not a fourth line player because Hackstall won't put the kids on the fourth line. It's like, what are you talking about? Like, the kid can play on the third line all day, but he can't play on the fourth line, and we can't put good players out for the penalty kill? Like, we're last. Like, why aren't you doing everything you can to fix it? We're yeah. last in the league in penalty kill. Our power play is not that good. We haven't scored a power play goal since the Devils game. Oof. Yikes. And it was the second unit, the one that's not even good. <laughs> Yo, man. Fire your special teams coach. 
I want to fire all of them. Yeah, I want to fire your coach, too. I told you how I feel. Like, we don't need Haxtell. We don't need LaPierre. By the way, fuck him for that challenge the other day. Yeah. Fuck him. That was an awful challenge. It was an awful challenge. He's a piece of shit. What a waste of my time. (laughs) Yo, hold on. Just, Just speaking of waste of times, can the refs stop, like, pump faking, like, puck drops? Dude, that was ridiculous. So I don't know how many people listen to this watch the Flyers game on what was that Saturday? Last Saturday? With the Devils? Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't We literally waited at least like a minute and a half for like one puck drop. I don't get why they do it at all. For years now I've just been like, just drop the fucking puck. That's like the one thing that's not a new problem. I feel like they've been doing that for like twenty years and it's like, dude, just drop the fucking puck. Like <laughs> you have one job. Like just drop yeah. it, you know, <laughs> like, dude. Well, yeah, but at least they used to just like come in. They might like see if anybody's gonna like early jump or whatever. But now it's like they like fake it like five times, like drop it, throw that guy out, pump fake like three more times, throw the other guy out, and then it's just like a completely different face off. Yeah, I don't know why they're throwing both players out. <laughs> they just change it. Face-offs should just be a free-for-all. Sid wouldn't be able to cheat on the face-offs if everybody could do it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. If everybody can cheat, no one's really cheating. Yeah, I always thought about that. Everybody would say, like, Sid cheated. It's like, well, why aren't you cheating? <laughs> yeah. That was the one. I was so proud of Logan Couture when he said that. But then I did have that same thought where just like, why didn't you just break his fucking stick during the face-off or something? <laughs> like, beat him. <laughs> like, if you know what he's going to do, just fucking do the other, the opposite. Yeah. All right. That's going to do it for for us this week on Off the Bar. You can follow us on Twitter at Off the Barcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Fuck You Raff. And you can follow us on Instagram at Rob and Joey. I never did post that picture. Post I the forgot all about the box. it. Yeah, I'll post a picture from the box. I forgot all about it. I'm not used to having like an Instagram for this podcast. And Rob's still got to work on that Twitter piece of shit. (laughs) On it. Yeah, that's what you said for like the last three weeks, so. Give me the off the bar password and then um, I'll be, uh, I'll live talk some games when I get a chance to watch a little bit of hockey. Like right after we're done doing this. Okay. But yeah, that's going to do it for us this week. This has been Off the Bar with Rob and Joey. I'm Joey. And this is Rob. And we'll see you guys next week.